ever-flowing liquid fire of life, ever-expanding and illuminating truth, which is always revealed with wisdom, a spiritual nutrient necessary for vitality that is maintained through selflessness, a filter of ether that aids purity, which is love. Love, a limitless paper lantern floating into infinity on the intentions and actions of initiates of the mysteries. Welcome fellow Phoenixes to the Spiritual Phoenix Podcast. I'm Ross Cessna and together we are the Spiritual Phoenix. The intent of this show isn't to tell you what to think, but to get you to think and originally articulate yourselves in a way that is uplifting. We are the artists of our lives and today is a blank canvas. Let's collectively create a better tomorrow. If you could leave a review, I'd greatly appreciate it. You can do that on iTunes. Um, helps me reach new listeners and brightens up my day a little bit. Right now, I'd like to take a moment and reflect on what we're grateful for. Today, I'm grateful for the ability to, to um, be self-aware and um, call myself on some of my behaviors that I'm not too um, ecstatic about. And also, the ability to take that knowledge of those behaviors, um, study those behaviors in a meaningful way in a way that isn't like self-defeating and then ultimately take that knowledge to change those behaviors and with that i'd like to give get into a couple quotes um and the first one is it's hard to give up the self-esteem connected to being codependent and appearing right which is probably a survival behavior learned from growing up in a crazy family it feels like you will actually disappear and that was said by Melody Beattie. The next one is patriarchy requires violence or the subliminal threat of violence in order to maintain itself. The most dangerous situation for a woman is not an, an unknown man in the street or even the enemy in wartime, but a husband or lover in the isolation of their home. And that was said by Gloria Steinem. And now I'd like to get into today's topic which is patriarchy and codependency. Um, I wrote an article about that today, and this is going to be released later than the article. Um, so if you'd like, you can go and read that article on my website, thespiritualphoenix.com. But I'm going to give a brief, brief explanation of the definition of patriarchy and how I'm referring to it. And that's pretty much um, the male rulership of a family, a group, or um, a clan of people, essentially. Now, patriarchy is destructive in lots of ways, um, especially in regards to a romantic relationship, because relationships should be on e equal footing. It should be neither led by the woman exclusively or by the man exclusively. And then as far as what codependency is, Codependency is a set of um, behaviors, thoughts, reactions, and actions that are based on being in the role of caretaker. Um, and the role of the caretaker is essentially under the assumption that these people can't do these things themselves, that they, the caretaker themselves is responsible for the other person's emotion and responsible for not disrupting the other person's emotions 
Um, also, they feel that they, they need to do this role. And they also are so emotionally connected to being in that position um, that if they're unable to do those things, they feel bad about it. Now, the other recipient within the other part of the codependency issue is what can be labeled as the victim. Um, and they're a victim in the sense that these caretakers do these behaviors. And then when those behaviors aren't appreciated well enough, aren't received, aren't followed, then those who have done the caretaking get upset with the victim of those actions. So what it really boils down to is the codependent in the caretaking role isn't really being loving in a sense because they have these concealed contracts or if I do this, then you should feel this way and you should act this way to me. Otherwise, I'm not valued. I'm not respected. I'm not this or I'm not that. Now, it's my understanding that neither one of the people within that codependent situation are necessarily in healthy positions, in a sense, because the caretaker should just let people be where they're at. If they genuinely care, they can recognize that sometimes helping people actually hurts them. And if people want your help, they'll reach out for it. And then you as the caretaker can evaluate if the help that you're giving is going to put you in a negative position. Now, as far as the victim or the recipient of the caretaker, although it may feel good to have people care about you that way, you should recognize that in doing so, you're setting up a situation in which it's going to be emotionally traumatic for the other person. You should be able to do those things yourself. You should be able to express the fact that while you appreciate them offering to help, that you're capable of doing this on your own and you would prefer if they focus on taking care of their own ends. Um, and I will say this too, sometimes the victims of codependency can be codependent themselves or they can be completely unaware of their own participation in it because the caretaker role doesn't really require the other person to do anything. That's a lot of times why empaths assume that they're with narcissists, in my opinion, because the empath is so self-sacrificing that they overlooked the fact that they're not being empathic for themselves and their own needs. Now, the way that this has become connected to me is through an article um, or, or something that someone shared in a, a Facebook group for the, the one podcast that I listen to, the Positive Head podcast. Um, I shouldn't say that I listen to it now because I don't. That's untruthful. I would, but I'm so busy creating other stuff. And also with creating a podcast, I don't really want to download ideas from there and just be parroting information. So that was untruthful. Um, but I am a member of the group because I find a lot of help for me in situations. And sometimes I'm able to offer insights when people are asking for advice that can be beneficial um, for them. But I digress. So information was shared about patriarchy and the healing of the sacred masculine. Um, I've made lots of efforts to 
heal how I perceive women, how I act towards them, as well as healing myself. And in doing so, I've positioned myself where I'm dating again and in connecting with a new person um, and beginning to evaluate my behaviors a little bit more thoroughly, recognizing this codependency and how I reach out to try to either get attention or basically I try to do everything. And then I get upset when the other person doesn't value that everything or doesn't value my efforts or doesn't reciprocate those efforts. And what I've really become aware of is regardless of the individual, first off, what I'm doing isn't loving, it's self-serving because I'm begging the other person essentially to hang out at times. I'm acting in ways to where if my needs aren't met, I act um, passive aggressively. And instead of just having a direct line of communication and saying, this makes me feel uncomfortable um, and keeping it about my response and not putting it on them, or, or not even actually even saying how something makes me feel, talking about what my needs are and, and what I would want and seeing if they're capable of meeting me halfway and having an actual conversation about it, like a, a mature adult to where I'm expressing what I want or what I need, seeing if, if that's something that they're willing to do, and then ultimately accepting if they are or aren't, and then making my choice if this relationship is what I need. So it's somewhat uncomfortable to hear all this stuff for me personally, because I thought that I had dealt with a lot of those things. And I had thought that I was in a good place. And I'll say this, I am in a good place in the sense that I've removed a lot of the other things that are that would be preventing me from working on that. I'm in a position of better self-confidence um, a position of more self-honesty, a position of awareness. And I'm relatively calm about those things. And one of the benefits of being in that situation is I didn't react out on one of the other behaviors that have become associated with me in codependency is building up the situation, not getting my needs met, not voicing anything, not doing anything about anything, just letting people um, I shouldn't even say letting people, creating situations where I'm letting people walk all over me because I keep doing it to myself. I keep stepping under their feet when they're about to step in the mud and basically not being authentic in many ways, which um, was shocking to me how pervasive that this really was. Um, so recognizing that is a bit overwhelming, especially when I begin to understand and digest those behaviors and see how they pretty much touch every relationship um, that I have with women throughout my life. And I'm sure that it exists with men, but I honestly don't interact with men that much. And that potentially could be why, because I, I don't try those behaviors on them because I'm chicken shit, maybe. If I'm just being honest, like that's where I'm at with it now. I haven't evaluated 
the element of men that deeply um, at, at this stage, which is something that I, I should do at some point. There's a reason why it's pervasively more women. So, like, how do I resolve this, really, is what it comes down. Oh, the behavior I didn't act out on, by the way, was um, cutting off all ties, basically, and being like, I can't talk to you anymore, um, which I should be able to. A huge part of codependency is this, like, emotional um, – emotional neediness upon the other person and what they're doing for me to feel good about myself. It's been completely destructive in every relationship I've been in. Um, because if I wasn't on that spectrum of acting, I was on the other spectrum of acting, which was completely no concern for the other person. So I'm either completely emotionally attached or completely emotionally detached to where I destroy the other person and don't give two shits about it really. Um, so how do I come to the center of that and care about somebody, but not be attached to what they're doing and not try to control them by telling them what they should do if they have troubles, unless they ask for advice. And even then, wording it in a light way and recognizing that they don't need to take my advice um, or not trying to beg people to be in my life. If they're going to be there, they're going to be there. And my begging and then not having that begging that hurts more than just saying, okay, show up if you want to be here. If you want to um, not being passive aggressive or aggressive, if my needs aren't met, but clearly communicating after I've been able to calm myself down what my needs are, what my wants are. And then once it's expressed, letting them meet it if it falls within their own criteria. And if they don't live up to my criteria, then it becomes upon me to assess the situation and not put it on the other person. Why isn't this person changing this? Why isn't this other person doing this? Maybe I can pester the shit out of them till they till they make it right. Maybe if I hang around and and mope and show them how it's affecting me, it'll be different. Um, it's not about that. It's not about being callous to people either. It's about saying, if this isn't aligning with me, I can't be here. And I, I want to express too that there's a big difference between being supportive and caring for somebody and codependency. There's a whole list of behaviors associated with codependency. I've been reading this book by uh, Melody Beattie, who's the, uh, I shared one of her quotes at the beginning of this, um, and it's called Codependent No More, and it illustrates the behaviors, um, it lists the behaviors, rather, that are associated with codependency and some of the thoughts of it and things like that. And codependency isn't static. You can have some, not have others. Um, you might have other ways of expressing of it because everybody's individual life experience cultivates different responses and reactions to situations. So if you've identified yourself as codependent in either the victim role or the caretaker role, what can you really do about it? And I've, fallen into both the victim and the caretaker role. And I'm 
in both of those roles in my life currently. Um, I'm working on getting out of it. And how do I work on getting out of the caretaker role? To get out of the caretaker role, I just have to stop participating in trying to dictate behavior for other people, which would be not trying to bail them out of situations, um, not putting their emotions above my own. And the caveat to that is I have to be emotionally aware enough of myself to recognize what's a solidly founded emotion and feeling like what's realistic and what is part of a life of living codependently. I also have to just let go of the fear of uncertainty in trying to control every goddamn element of a relationship because the reality is by acting that way, which is out of fear, out of fear of losing that relationship or out of fear of being unlovable or not being good enough, this, that, and the other thing, usually based in low self-esteem and low self-worth and identifying myself completely with that person. I just have to have faith that if it's supposed to work out, it will. I have to recognize that that relationship working out isn't strictly on me. I could do all the right things and it could still not work out. Um, that within sacrificing myself and then the behaviors that go are associated with caretaker stuff, there's something called the drama triangle. And I forget the gentleman's name. It's talked about in codependent no more, but um, pretty much it starts in rescue mode. Then after you rescue the person, you persecute them for their own actions that you've rescued them from. Um, and then once you move from persecutor mode and they don't change because why would they? Because they know that you can rescue them or they didn't even do anything and you actively rescued them and persecuted them for shit that you did really. Um, then you fall into victim mode. Oh, I'm a piece of crap because they didn't meet this need. I'm this, they don't care about me. And Another element of codependency is projecting emotions, um, behaviors, things like that onto other people to where we create all these stories for other people and we don't realize that we can't know. Um, and it's just this big mess. So we just stop participating in it. We detach ourselves not from caring about the individual, but from taking ownership of their emotions, of their problems, and of actively involving ourselves with correcting their problems. And again, the caveat to that is sometimes people genuinely need help and support and the things that, that codependents do. It's just not nearly as often. We need to allow, not even allow, we need to, to stop trying to take people's independence um, because they have it without our participation. They don't need our help. And we need to focus on liberating ourselves from feeling the need to serve other people. And you might be wondering, well, how does patriarchy fall into that end of things? Because I'm trying to control other people's behaviors to get my own needs met, as opposed to expressing what they are and seeing if people are willing to do it on their own volition instead of trying to manipulate um, 
or emotionally blackmail or all this crap that's associated with it. Now, the victim role. How do you get out of people being codependent on you and doing things for you that you can do yourself um, and all that kind of stuff? And again, it comes with honesty. It comes with if you're allowing people to do all this shit for you, um, taking ownership of your own behavior and saying, you know, I'm being lazy. I can do this myself. You don't need to do everything for me. And it's not that I don't appreciate what you do for me. It's that I need to do this for myself because if I don't ever learn from my own mistakes, if I don't ever take ownership for my own responsibilities, I cannot be responsible and I cannot function as an adult. Um, and you can do this by saying, I can handle this. I can focus on me. Maybe it would be best if you could focus on you. I don't even know if you need to say that. Like I'm really diving into this with, with a new sense of things. And this is off the cusp. So I'll say that I can be wrong right now. Um, people that have more understanding and awareness of this might find this to not be the decisive truth on it. And I would say that it's not. I would say get more information and educate yourself and see how these situations apply to you. But the main way to heal from either end of codependency is focus on your own independence, um, focus on clear communication, focus on honesty, focus on compassionate speech towards the other people, focus on self-love, and just focus on personal growth, um, really. You don't have to worry about everybody else. You have to worry about you and your own needs. There's a saying about people pleasers, and if you try to people please, nobody could end up happy. If you at least worry about yourself, at least one person's happy. And if you already are naturally inclined to be compassionate towards other people, learning to fill your own cup up, but be able to show up for people when they need to, it will benefit you in the sense that you won't be creating all, this, all these shit shows for you. And you'll also be able to show people that you care by not doing a damn thing about it. You don't need to show people that you care. You don't need to worry about how they perceive you. If you care, it will be known and felt. You don't need to break your back to make yourself known to validate yourself. Um, so let go. Let go. Embrace the unknown. Have faith that you can change yourself out of either role. And that life can get better. Um, and if the relationship is very unhealthy and very chaotic, um, then you need to evaluate removing yourself from that relationship, no matter what role you're in there, again, too. Because codependents can attach themselves to negative people or victims um, can be associated with codependents that go to extreme lengths of behavior. Either, either role is destructive. and you can't specifically assume that because you change your role that the other pe person is going to, and you can't force it upon them because then that's codependent as well. You can pretty much worry about you, make the changes you have to make, let the chips fall where they may, move on if needs be. And um, yeah, that's really all I have. Um, 
if you have a topic you want to hear discussed or something you want me to read or play on the air on the podcast, or if you have a one minute or less poem you'd like me to put on the sister podcast, the Phoenix Poetry Podcast, you can call the Phoenix voicemail line at 480-535-2561. You can follow me on social media at Spiritual Phoenix. I offer free daily tarot readings at Spiritual Phoenix Tarot. Those are um, both on Instagram and Facebook. Um, there's a Pinterest on there as well. You can watch my videos that I record while I record the podcast on Facebook or YouTube. Um, and you can visit the website at thespiritualphoenix.com. With that, I love, respect, respect, and appreciate all of you. Love and light. Namaste. Don't believe. Don't follow. Do not consume. Do not watch. Largely what I'm talking about here is reclaiming experience. This is what's been taken from us. It's a self-advancing, self-expanding, self-defining process. And it takes no prisoners. The real world isn't a spiritual world. It isn't a material world. It isn't an empty world. It isn't a solid world. It's simply...